Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. So around here in Atlanta, um, I mean, it's it's a pretty urban area, but we still have tons of bugs, especially when you get close to like the the Chattahoochee River. I remember I lived down there and we had God, we had roaches the size of Volkswagens. But I was curious, being from a different state and in more of a rural area, like what what are you dealing with in terms of like insect life? Uh, so here in the more sandy region of North Carolina, boy, horse flies are sometimes big enough to carry away small children. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you've got, you've got a fun mix of horse flies or what some of the old timers called dog flies and, um, mosquitoes, things of that nature. You know, of course you got wasp nests and things like that. That'll pop up. I remember one time, uh, we found a hornet's nest underneath a downed tree near the house I grew up in that was roughly the size of a basketball. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, so we left it alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The the other thing you kind of have to watch out for here, especially with the dogs, are, I mean, it's not uncommon to have to be concerned with with fleas and ticks uh, for for dogs. Right. Um, but, uh, But speaking of ticks, you know what ticks have in common with the Eiffel Tower, right? Okay. All right. I'll play along. What? Well, they're both parasites. You're a parasite. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast with your hosts, Riley's Rakes and the Big Chop Man. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam, how are you doing today? What? Shaking bacon. Oh, oh, not too much. Not too much. You didn't draw out that what's shaking bacon quite as much as uh, you usually do. Uh, had a rough week? I uh, had a long week, plus uh, the rest of my house is asleep right now, so. <laughs> That's, fair. That's I'm, fair. I'm trying to prevent an uh, an angry wife. Well, uh, you, you sound like a man who's earned himself a drink. What are you What are you drinking this evening? Uh, tonight, I am drinking Strawberry Kiwi Propel, um, swig of electric lights for the working man. <laughs> uh, because I've been outside all weekend long sweating my can off, and so I figured it might be the responsible thing to do to try to rehydrate a little bit. Not, not a terrible idea. Uh, I, too, uh, am rehydrating. Um, went to the, uh, went to the Braves game this afternoon, uh, got there at an ungodly hour of the morning so I could get in line for those Hank Aaron bobbleheads. Nice. Uh, and, uh, wife and I consumed, uh, quite a bit. So came home and slept, woke up, had a, had a cup of coffee at about 8 PM and now I'm drinking water. Um, but Cam, what you're drinking is actually a sports drink. Just like sports drink media who brings you this fine podcast and tons of others just like the Platinum Sombrero podcast, who you can listen to every Thursday on Spotify Green Room. Spotify yeah. Green Room is a audio-only sports talk platform that you can download for either Android or iOS. Uh, and it, it, think of it like a live podcast that you can participate in. You can jump in there and they will uh, they, they will interact with everybody that's coming into the room. Uh, you can feed them talking points. Uh, Doc and Dylan do that every Thursday, like I said, and you never know when uh, when Cam and I are going to drop in there as well. That's right. So Cam, uh, la- so it's I guess we, it's been we should... four weeks since you're looking at me. <laughs> we should uh, we should address the elephant in the room first. Uh, had had a little bit of a snag with last week's episode, uh, as any of you listening to this probably already know because there wasn't one so uh so we had our good friend bobby anthony come on the show uh known to many of you guys as ba bobbles on twitter um bobby Bobby! Uh, (laughs) so yeah we we brought him onto the show uh and did this this really good extended segment 
uh, previewing uh, what the Braves could do leading up at, up to the trade deadline. And and really G- gave, gave some predictions, gave some predictions, recorded a, a fantastic show uh, with him on about 20 to 30 minutes of it. Um, but we tried something a little different last week. Uh, I noticed from when I had been recording with Sam that uh, that that Zoom, uh, which I recorded with him on, the audio quality was a good bit better than uh, than Skype, what we normally use to record on. So uh, I had the brilliant idea of, hey, you know, let's just record the whole thing on Skype or sorry, on uh, on Zoom. And then maybe we can we can, you know, have a little bit better audio quality uh, for our listeners. So so we did that. And uh, and, you know, when you're using the free version of Zoom, you only get about 40 minutes per call. So I scheduled like four or five different calls so we could record each of the segments individually. Uh, And every time I went to save the recording, what I didn't know is that it was overwriting the last one. So when I get to the very end to put the show together, we've got about 15 minutes of content that are just from the very tail end of the show. And I was mad. We knew it was going to happen at some point. It, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite unfortunate and, uh, and, and definitely a shout out to Bobby for coming on the show. Uh, also for being cool about that situation. Um, he was a fantastic guest. Unfortunately, uh, you guys will never get to hear that appearance of his, uh, but we will try to bring him on again sometime in the near future. Uh, so you can, uh, dude really knows his stuff, but, uh, but Cam, last time we spoke, um, you were, you were really going through it, uh, trying to get this, uh, this lot of yours ready for the new home to be built. Yes. So I, the the lot is ready. The lot is ready. Cool. And I, and I, and I'm tired. (laughs) That's a, uh, that's a very important update. Uh, so congratulations on that. Uh, seems like a ridiculous amount of work went into that. Uh, it was, it helps to have people who have the right equipment, but yes, it has been a lot of work and there's still a lot of work to go, but by golly, it is all worth it in the end. How many free hours of labor have you gotten out of Josh Goldberg? I've got, I've gotten a handful. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a few with, with more to come. I'm sure. Uh, especially when the big moving day occurs, we'll, we'll need his, uh, his strong back to move some, move some furniture for us. But yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's so not all me, right. Let me just make sure I understand this correctly. Okay. Um, not only is Josh Goldberg a patron of our show, right. uh, which is to say donating money to the chatting average podcast cause, uh, right. which if you're interested in doing, you can go to patreoncom slash chatting average and sign up there. Uh, I've got lots of extra content on Patreon on Patreon for uh, any of our patrons uh, who who feel generous enough to donate to the show. Um, not only is is he giving us some money, but in addition, you are putting him to work. Yes, some something doesn't seem right about that, Cam. Don't worry, it it all comes out in the wash. Josh isn't here to stand up for himself, so I have to stand up for him, dadgummit. Alex, Alex, Alex. Josh is not someone who has who needs someone to stand up for himself. Have you seen him? <laughs> he's he's a large gentleman. Trust me, he, he could tell me no, and I'd be okay with it. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, goodness gracious. So what else have you got going on this week? Uh, getting ready for high school football, believe it or not, uh, yes. later, later on this week, I've got a couple of open practices to, uh, to go to, to start to get to know the team. But yeah, we're, uh, we're just a few short weeks away from high school football kicking off and I am very much looking forward to it, man. I I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel the football buzz just, yes. just, just a little bit, uh, especially since our beloved Tar Heels, are uh, are looking like they're gonna have a pretty darn good season. Uh, yeah, all all things point to yes, they will be. And I am fortunate enough to be going to one of their games this year, which I'm very yes. excited about. I'm going to uh, the first home game of the season against Georgia State. I know they're they're playing Georgia Tech at Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in Atlanta, so uh, I'm I might 
might have to make the trek down there to uh, to go see that one because hey, there you uh, go, man. This I think the last time I saw uh, a North Carolina football game was when I lived up in Pittsburgh. Was it was uh was it 2015? The year that we were threatening to make the playoffs. Uh, yes, that sounds right. Where we faced, um, Clemson in the ACC championship That's the one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yes, got to see them on a Thursday night up in Pittsburgh, uh, when both teams were in the top 25. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, yeah. also we, lo- fun. we lost that game, didn't we? Uh, no, we didn't. We won it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and, and also, uh, a fun thing about going to a college football game in Pittsburgh uh, is that the uh, the Pitt Panthers play in at Heinz Field where the Steelers play. Right. Heinz Field is way too big of a stadium for the Pitt Panthers. So there are always plenty of great seats available for any Pitt Panthers football game. So we wound up uh, about eight rows off of the North Carolina sideline. And I don't think we paid more than 25 bucks a ticket. Oh, that's awesome. It was fantastic. Very cool. Very cool. I'm not going to say what I paid and I'm not going to say where we're sitting, but uh, it is not that. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine imagine the prices are structured a bit differently at Keenan Stadium. Just a tad. (laughs) Just a tad. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be going to be a good time. I I know for one thing, I am ready for some cooler weather because good Lord, it has been hot this week. Brutal, man. Absolutely brutal. Um, Yeah, we, we hit we hit close to 100 on a couple of days this week. And uh, for me, I've got um, so my my summer tennis league is now in its postseason tournament. And so what was it? It was uh, Thursday evening. I had to go out and play a match. And man, we couldn't have been more than 30 or 45 minutes into it before I had already gone through two shirts and three hats. Like it was just, oh God, it was brutal. Yeah, I put in... I put in right around 12 hours yesterday out on the lot, just working and doing miscellaneous things. And I went through three different shirts yesterday. How? What do you mean? How? I know that I know the type of heat we had in this region the last couple of days. How are you outside in that for 12 hours? You, you, you suck it up, buttercup. You go get it done. I don't know. We want to tell you. Cam's a tough boy. Hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's also, you know, especially when you have free help from your father who's like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. That, that has kind of an encouraging factor as well. <laughs> well, way to go, Cam's dad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, getting right into it with the Atlanta Braves, uh, we had uh, a little bit of excitement this past week. Um and to, and by a little bit, I mean quite possibly the most exciting trade deadline we have ever seen. Uh, it was bananas. It was. Uh, luckily, I had that day off of work, um. So so I got to just watch it all unfold in real time. It yeah. was. It was luckily unbelievable. I, had a, I, I got off at one o'clock, so right before the excitement really started to hit. So yeah, I, I got to kind of watch most of it in in real time as well. So. Yeah, it was cool. It was very, uh, very interesting. You had uh, you had the Nationals and the Cubs were the were the two biggest sellers in the league. Uh, Cubs shipping out pretty much everybody. I mean, you had you had Craig Kimbrell go across town to the White Sox. You had Anthony Rizzo go to New York and the Yankees. Uh, you had Javi Baez going to the other side of New York to the Mets. You had Chris Bryant going to the Giants. I mean. I I don't remember seeing a team tear down as quickly as the Cubs did. It seemed like all of that happened in the span of about an hour and a half. Well, and, and so what's crazy about that whole Cubs situation, too, is that it's felt like for a couple of years there's been those rumors of like, oh, yep, this is the year. This is the year they're going to do that. They're going to they're going to tear it down this this trade deadline. And then like they didn't do it and they kind of stayed pat but i think this year was pretty much the final straw that was like yeah th- this is it we're, we're tearing down the core yeah 
Which is and, crazy because remember when they won in 16, like everybody was calling them the next dynasty. Like here's a team, here's a young team that is set up to win, you know, multiple championships. And then. Oh, and they absolutely were. Uh, it's, it, I mean, from just a Chicago, underperformed. <laughs> from the standpoint of a Chicagoan, I, I mean, it was all worth it. They got their World Series. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But if, if, if I'm a Nats fan, I say the same thing that, you know. Oh, absolutely. Tear it down. We won our championship. <laughs> and, and speaking of the Nats, uh, they made probably the biggest blockbuster deal of the trade deadline, sending Max Scherzer and, uh, and Trey Turner to the Dodgers. Uh, which is great because the the Dodgers were really hurting for big name talent. Yeah, yeah. Gosh knows if you're a Dodgers fan, you were just clamoring for something exciting to happen for you and oh for your my team. God, I'm just. I, it makes me sick. It, it is kind of gross, isn't it? Physically <laughs> ill that they can keep doing. How do they keep doing this? They can't keep getting away with this. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. But but to pull it back to the Braves, the Braves did make some moves. There were two big areas of need that they needed to address, and that was the outfield and the bullpen. And uh, it started a little slowly. The first move that uh, that that the Braves made, well, obviously a couple of weeks ago, we brought Jock Peterson in, uh, so we all already know about that. And Stephen um, Vote, and then Stephen Vote, and then we uh, we brought back Adam Duvall. Yeah. A guy who a lot of us were were upset to see go in the offseason. Uh, Marlins became sellers and gave him back to us for for the low, low price of one Alex Jackson. Who I still maintain could be a good piece if he can just figure it out. I, I mean, I think he's going to be a good bat. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not convinced about him being behind the plate. I'm just not. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, then that, that, that kind of got the dominoes to start falling. So, so we got Adam Duvall back. Uh, that's very helpful. Deepens our lineup a bit. Uh, and then we made a deal with the Cleveland Indians, uh, to bring in Eddie Rosario. Uh, he's currently injured. Okay. And, and he's not going to be back for a few weeks and that's fine. Uh, because all we spent to get him was Pablo Sandoval who was then immediately released by the Indians. Uh, Eddie Rosario is is a guy that in 2019, his rookie year, he hit over 30 home runs and finished 18th in the MVP voting. Yeah. Like this guy is, is one and a half seasons removed from having received MVP votes. Like we're, we're not going to see him for a little while yet, but goodness gracious, like, that could potentially be massive for the organization. Yeah, it is certainly a um, a low, low risk, but extremely high reward kind of player. Absolutely. I mean, essentially, it cost us nothing. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, exactly. Pablo hadn't been doing anything for us for a, for a while. So yeah. um, it was it was fun to see him actually turn into something of substance. Um, and then. And then, you know, we're all we're leading up to the deadline. It's about three o'clock and everyone starts getting really, really nervous because those are the only moves we've made so far. We we haven't added uh, an impact bat to the lineup yet. Uh, I mean, Duvall's a nice piece and he can be an impact bat at times, um, but he, he's not going to be the everyday guy. So, you know, it's it, it we get to three thirty. Still haven't heard anything out of the Braves. Pieces are starting to fall elsewhere. We get to like 359 and the world is melting down amongst Braves fans. And it was about this time that I, I texted you and I said, hey, I'm about to be on the road for about an hour. Let me know if anything else happens, because we've seen stuff come in after four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Happens, know, it happens all the time. Happens every single year. Right. But, you know, I was just like, hey, just let me know. And. What was and it about? Sure enough, uh, Alex Anthopoulos, who is just the king of the last minute trade deadline moves. Uh, the first thing I see at about 
I want to say 4.10 to 4.15 after the deadline has passed, is that he has made a move to get Jorge Soler from the, uh, from, from the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Soler, who came up through the Cubs system, uh, th- this, this is a guy who pretty recently led the American League in home runs. Yep. I mean, that's granted, he's he's not been having a good season this year, but again, not too far removed from leading the more prolific home run hitting league in home runs. Like this is a guy that could be a massive impact bat if he can if he can find his swing again and get it turned back around in Atlanta. And what did we give up for Solaire? The Braves gave up. Right-handed pitcher Casey Kalich, uh, who had been in high A this year, uh, had a 3.26 ERA. Uh, he's 23 years old. I, I do believe he was in our top 20 prospects. So not, uh, I, I mean, we we gave up a bit to get him. Uh, but yeah. The, but again, the potential reward here is just massive. So three new outfielders brought in. But, you know, Braves fans were still kind of down at that moment because the biggest glaring need that we had really was our bullpen. And then we see it. We see the, the, the final piece that Alex got for us, and he snagged Richard Rodriguez from the Pittsburgh Pirates, a guy that I, I've been wanting to get pretty much since we played the Pirates in the first half of the season. Just an absolute stud out of the bullpen that can fill a seventh, eighth, or ninth inning role. He had been the closer with the Pirates. Um, this this guy just pounds fastballs. All he throws are strikes. And if you can hit him, great. If you can't, we win. Like that's I want I wanted a guy just like that. And he can go out. He can pitch multiple innings. Uh, he pitched two innings in the in his appearance against the Braves at Truist Park earlier this season and absolutely dominated us in those two innings. So so bringing him in was great. Um, did have to give up a name, you know, for him. Um, Mr. Bryce Wilson is no longer with the Atlanta Braves. He's moved up to Pittsburgh uh, along with uh, a prospect I'm not terribly familiar with. Uh, so that one cost us a little bit, but we do have years of control. Uh, with Richard Rodriguez. So got us got a big bullpen piece, got us three more outfielders. We've got we've got uh Travis Darno coming back to uh to rid us finally of Kevin Smith. Um and and from a roster standpoint, you really you gotta like where the Braves are at right now. Well it's kinda sad to see Bryce go though. Yeah I mean but I will, I will, I will forever it. remember game five of the NLCS. Yes. Forever. Yes. Outdueled Clayton Kershaw, won us the game almost single-handedly. It was just on the on on almost the biggest of stages. Absolute stud. Um, unfortunately, just couldn't find it this year. Was up and down between Gwinnett and Atlanta all all season. And, and, you know, best of luck to that guy in Pittsburgh. I really hope he finds it up there and does well for them. Like I've said before, that is a team that I can't bring myself to hate. So I, as long as he's not playing the Braves, I hope he goes out and throws complete game shutouts every time. Carolina kid. I like it. So you know, I, I heard he played football there. That's what Alex Rodriguez told me. So what um what kind of grade would you get would you give this trade deadline for the Braves? Um I I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it an A minus. Okay. Um it it was uh, and which is obviously a very good grade. Um I throw the minus in there because I would have liked to have seen maybe one other bullpen piece come in. Yeah, uh, you know, just just in case Rodriguez doesn't work out or someone gets hurt or someone else is underperforming and we need to replace him um, just so we could, you know, completely rethink how we do games from a bullpen standpoint. 
Um, but ultimately, we have basically an entirely new outfield uh, of guys who are power threats. And we got an extra uh, an extra really solid piece for our bullpen. So uh, just just a fantastic trade deadline for Anthopolis. Yeah. OK. Well, what 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 do you think? What, what's your grade on it, Cam? I, I was leaning more towards a B, probably. Um, I, I think, you know, for the most part, the needs that we had were met. Um, but I really I look at it from the standpoint of another bullpen arm would have been a really big help. Um, that's what I, you know, I, I love the Rodriguez move. I think that is a stellar move. And I think that, you know, as high profile as he's been this season, I still think that's a, I think that's a move that's still going to fly under the radar a little bit of how crafty of uh, of a trade that actually was. But I I still would have loved another solid reliever to go out there because when you when you look at how many games have been lost on the bullpen this year and the fact that you know we we sit only four games out that comfortably if you know if half the games that have been blown this year you know we would have managed to squeak out we'd be sitting in first right now no problem so that yeah. felt like more the problem than anything. Um, I think it, the, the, the thing that stood in our way there is is the contract that Will Smith has, because yeah. with the kind of money you're paying him, you, you really you can't afford to take him out of the closer role. No, if, no. If you, if you, you go and you get Craig Kimbrell, which we all would have loved. Uh, obviously, that was that was the one guy we wanted to see him come home to Atlanta, finish his career here. Um, but realistically that wasn't going to happen because if you do that all of a sudden you have an 11 million dollar seventh or eighth inning guy yeah and that that just doesn't make sense yeah gotta get their next year i suppose <laughs> I, and, and, and i don't know like I, I really do like the offensive moves from a power standpoint but you know, at, at times this season, our offense has been so inconsistent and the guys that we did pick up offensively are too inconsistent. Um, that is T-O-O as well, inconsistent. So, but, you know, I, I understand, though, that at times they are going to be big boppers in this lineup and that, you know, we're going to go out there throughout the remainder of the season and put up double digit runs, you know. But it, I, I, I really like the moves. And, you know, what it boils down to, I think, is that could could there have been more done? Of course, you could say that for any team, even if you're the Dodgers. Like, could the Dodgers have done more? Yeah, they could have. But, you know, I, I think for the immediate needs that this team had, they were addressed. I just would have liked to have seen one more bullpen arm if possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the the good news with a couple of our moves, um, Rodriguez, as I mentioned, he's got years of control remaining. Yeah. Um, Adam Duvall uh, has a mutual option for the 2022 season, so have to imagine we'll be getting him back. Jock Peterson has an option for next year. Have to imagine we'll be getting him back as well. Uh, now, Soler and Rosario are both on one-year deals, um, so they, they're going into free agency after this season. May or may not see either of them back in a Braves uniform next season, but you're looking at potentially having a starting outfield next season of Ronald Acuna in right, Christian Pache, hopefully his bat turns around in Gwinnett in center, and then Adam Duvall in left, which I think is kind of what a lot of us wanted to see going into this season. So, um, so yeah, we that that we can certainly be happy about. Uh, we have Will Smith and uh, and. and Richard Rodriguez locked up for next year. So we, we have a little bit of bullpen that we know about for next year. And, uh, well, there's, there's really just one thing left to do, Cam. Oh. Extend Freddie Freeman. For God's sake, do the right thing and pay the man his money. 
Yes, please. I, why, why do we have to wait so long for this, Cam? Like, if if we don't extend him during the season, he's going to hit free agency. I don't right. want him to see offers from other teams. Because if he sees offers from other teams, he might get intrigued. I don't want an intrigued Freddie Freeman. I want an Atlanta Brave Freddie Freeman. Uh, yeah, you and a few uh, thousand others. For <laughs> sure. God. We're going to have uh, a bolster. Well, that was a quick look into the future for the Atlanta Braves. What do you say we take a look back at some cool moments from baseball history? Let's do it. All right, we're going to jump into this week in baseball history. As always, you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com. And the week we're going to be looking at is August 2nd through the 8th. Our first fact comes to us from August 2nd, 2020. For the first time in Major League history, teams play a doubleheader consisting of two seven-inning games when the Reds sweep the Tigers at Comerica Park 4-3 to and 4 to nothing. The shortened twin bills, enabling teams to put less strain on their rosters and reducing contact between players in the clubhouse, resulting from the recent disruptions in the schedule due to the pandemic. Thanks, Rob, I hate it. Rob Manfred's America. God. At least it sounds like that's going to go by the wayside. I hope so. It, it just it just sucks that they're going to use that as a bargaining chip in the CBA. Whereas the one rule that everybody wanted to keep, the designated hitter rule, they said, Bye-bye. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, and remember, there was that one conversation, like, when games were getting, you know, canceled left and right at one point last year and all, all that, that they were talking about, well, what if we do a five-inning five triple hitters? And it's like, okay, now you're just getting silly. Right. Like, now we're just getting a little ridiculous. But... I digress. All right. Our next fact comes to us from August 4th, 2017. Jaime Garcia becomes the first pitcher to make three straight appearances at a, as a starter for three different teams since 1895. Uh, the 31-year-old Southpaw has been traded twice since July 24th, taking the mound for the Braves, Twins, and Yankees in a span of 15 days. Good Lord. I always enjoy, I, I enjoyed Jaime Garcia's time with us. Yeah, and, and I enjoyed the fact that we turned him into Waskar Ainoa. Uh, indeed we did, who sounds like... Starting his rehab assignment. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. MLB pitchers, beware, he's going to take you a yard. We coming, and we ain't backing down. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Our next fact comes to us from August 6th, 1890. Cy Young making his major league debut is credited with the win when the Cleveland Spiders defeat the Colts in Chicago's West Side Park 8-1. During his 22-year career, the 23-year-old right-hander will average more than 23 victories per season en route to a major league record of 511 victories, a mark believed by many to be unbreakable. That That's a pretty ridiculous number. Yeah, 511 wins. <laughs> I mean, no one no one's going to come within 100 of that. No, I know. It, it, it's, it's why. I mean, you're talking about a guy who pitched for 22 years, so he was 45 when he retired. It, I mean, you're, you're talking about some guys, like, don't even think of 500 starts. In a career, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and this guy won 511 games. Good God. Well, but I mean, that not... was also back in the day where pitchers would throw like both ends of a doubleheader uh, and throw like 250 pitches in the process. Yeah, and then go close their hardware store after a long day. And <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I've always made the comment, too, that if you have an award named after you, you did all right. Yeah, yeah, it's not, something went well. Yeah, yeah. All right, and our final fact comes to us from August 8th, 2006, so 15 years ago this week. 
Mark DeRosa makes two outs and one at bat, ending the McAfee Coliseum contest in the most unlikely manner in the Rangers' 7-6 loss to the Oakland A's. The right fielder swings and misses, making the second out of the inning. But when his momentum causes contact with Jason Kendall, who is trying to prevent Jerry Harrison Jr. from stealing second, plate umpire Jim Joyce calls interference on the batter for the third and final out. Ah, Jim Joyce. Isn't that the guy that ruined someone's perfect game with a terrible call at first base? I think so. That was that was the That's Tigers. That's the same guy, isn't it? The guy, and then he cried about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knew he had goofed. Ugh. He knew he had goofed. But man, what a what a like a deflating way for a baseball game to end. Seriously, you know, like so you've got you you've got somebody trying to get into scoring position. You're you're down seven to six. So you got a guy stealing second, and it's not even a strike him out, throw him out. It's a strike him out, call him out situation. Yep. Good old, good old Mark DeRosa. You gotta wonder too, like as you're leaving the ballpark that night, if you're a Rangers fan, what what's the what's the conversation like on the way to the car about losing that way? Oh well, man. Well, I tell you, if your team loses in an interesting fashion, guess what? You can hop on Spotify Green Room to talk about it. <laughs> Spotify Green Room is an all-access downloadable app. That is, it's kind of like an interactive podcast. You can find it on Apple and Android devices. Download it, hop into some chat rooms, hang out with fans of your favorite teams, discuss all sorts of things. In fact, our good friends over at the Platinum Sombrero, Doc and Dylan, are known to hop on there almost every Thursday night. Alex and I may even hop on on occasion. But check it out, Spotify Green Room on all mobile devices. Well, that Man, has been. That was a, a positively delicious segue. Uh, you know, it's almost like I work with radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, that has been this week in baseball history. Do with that useless knowledge what you will. All right, guys, we're going to be right back to take a look at what's happened over, well, I guess the last two weeks for the Braves. All right, uh, uh, Cam, what's that thing that I normally say at the beginning of this segment? Um, usually you offer a half glass full kind of a kind of statement. Uh, I, I more specifically, what I usually say is something to the effect of, well, it's been an up and down week for the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> um, boy, it sure has been a week of Braves baseball. Um, and, and I, I have a hard time putting into words what, what this team's been doing since the all-star break um up and down is is an accurate description um possibly the most accurate description because what the braves have done since the all-star break is now nothing short of historic um the braves have set the record for most consecutive games alternating wins and losses since the All-Star break, we have not lost back-to-back games, nor have we won back-to-back games. Uh, and that is a stretch of 17 games. I, I'm I'm just absolutely flabbergasted that this is the reality we live in right now. It's it's just crazy. It is uh it is genuinely impressive, if I am being honest. I I I guess. Is it though? I mean, it's it's the definition of mediocrity. Let me let me just say that the Braves are nothing if not consistent. Um, sure, sure. We just might be the most consistent team in baseball. Absolutely. We'll we'll go out and score twelve runs, and then the next game we'll lose two to one, and then we'll score eight runs, and then we'll lose two to one, and then we'll score. 15 runs and and we'll lose one to nothing. It's 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 just crazy to watch. Well, at least you know what to expect at this point, right? I I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, luckily for our Atlanta Braves, uh we play in the National League East. Um so we're only 4 games back of first place right now. 
It's uh, kind of and, incredible. And and we're only a half game back of second place right now, which is which is just just bonkers to think about. Um, it, it, it's honestly we we have told the Mets about four or five times this season, like here, go ahead, just just run off with it, and they're just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> if I can. It's it's really heavy. Maybe you should carry it for a while. Oh no, and the, no. And then the no, Phillies no, are like, no, it's all yours. <laughs> and then the Phillies are like, hey, we're still here, and we're like, who are you? And you know, <laughs> because fuck them. That's why. <laughs> They're the kid in the back of the classroom that's wearing one of those beanies with the propeller on top, and they're uh-huh. just looking off into the distance, spinning the propeller. That's that's the Philadelphia Phillies right now. They are uh, they are Roger from Sister Sister. <laughs> what? Go home, Roger. Who who had their money on Cam dropping a Sister Sister reference sister, into sister. an episode of the show? Never knew how much I missed you. Oh my god! And and what's weird is that reference landed. Like I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if somebody calls you Roger from Sister Sister, that's that's like der- that's derogatory. That's not not oh, nice. Man. <laughs> and you know um, me, I'm nice guy Cam, so I wouldn't say it if it wasn't the truth. So so some some. Things of note from this run that we've been on. Obviously, we missed the episode last week. Uh, We're not going to go too in-depth into the 15 games behind that we currently are right now. Um, But but Tukey Toussaint, man, has has come out of the gates firing. Had a phenomenal start against the Padres. Um, had another phenomenal start, I believe, against the, uh, the Mets, maybe... Maybe Mets and the Phillies. Was it two or three starts? Uh, he had two very solid starts and a bit of a shaky one this, uh, this yeah, last had, go Yeah, had a rough go of it against Milwaukee. His command was a bit off. He was hanging some curveballs. They scored a lot of runs on us. But, I, I mean, I, I feel like with a curveballer, uh, that's going to happen a lot. If, if, your command, it, your, if your command with your fastball is not on, you're, you're not going to be able to set up that curveball well. And if you're not setting up curveballs well, you have no room for error with that pitch. It it's almost like it's almost like a knuckleballer that you know usually you know what to expect from him, but then every once in a while he's just gonna have that bad night. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, there's definitely enough positive from Tukey that we've seen to to expect him to be a a, a very helpful and important piece for us for the rest of the season. Um, we, we've had really solid work. Also, speaking of the young guys from Kyle Muller, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, only thing you can really complain about with Muller is that he hasn't been terribly efficient, uh, since, since he's come up. Um, that's something he, he needs to work on a little bit, pounding the strike zone a bit more, keeping that pitch count down. Um, cause man, the, the game, on Saturday night, I, I was I was watching and it was like the fourth inning and he was already 80 something pitches. And, and you just you just can't have that, especially when you still have some questions about your bullpen, even with the latest additions. Right, right. But, you know, though he he's still pitching with confidence. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. You um, know, he might not he not might not be attacking the strike zone because I think he there's sometimes where maybe he's trying to get a little too cute. But he's still like going out there and, you know, being his gigantic self and taking charge. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, some 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 Braves Twitter pundits who are, are much more knowledgeable about this sort of thing than I am. Uh, I've pointed out something that uh, I, I mean, really, it, it, it you can see it when you watch him pitch is just that kind of bulldog mentality on the mound yes um just how he carries himself when he's out there pitching it's remarkable to watch uh really love to to see that kind of guy out there who just looks like he's gonna dominate you and and yes it's because he's a he's a monster on the hill but (laughs) ginormous out there it's, it's also just his demeanor in general um kind of like that uh 
I, I mean, obviously he's not in this class yet, but um, like when Randy Johnson or Roger Clemens took the mound, like batters were peeing themselves when they had to get into the box against him. And and Mueller has a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He, he's definitely an imposing figure, but I think he's he's really figured it out. If he could just become a little more efficient than... Golly, you've really got a heck of a starter on your hands. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's it's it, what's remarkable, and I, I kind of thought through this last night, is that there are legitimately, including the guys who are injured right now, there are legitimately seven guys on the Braves pitching staff with ace stuff. Yeah, like serious ace potential. The first couple of starts we saw out of Tukey, he looked like a, an absolute ace. Muller, as we just mentioned, looks like he has ace potential as well. Freed, we don't need to talk about. Uh, Ian Anderson, I don't think we need to talk about. Um, Mike Soroka, obviously, it's going to be a long road back from his injuries. But, I mean, we've all seen what he's capable of. Uh, Tucker Davidson, re- that... But that guy's the picture of efficiency that I, I want to see Mueller uh, kind of follow the the blueprint of. Ducky, um, baby. It's it's at the starting pitching position. It's we we almost have an embarrassment of riches, um, which is nice. Uh, yeah, because I'm gonna 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 throw something out here. <clears throat> Just a little little secret. Um, you can never have too many too much pitching. <laughs> never true never absolutely never true. never 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 not even a little bit never i mean our our starting pitching has it is the reason that we are still in the division race right now. yeah uh <laughs> who'd have thought it's it's wild um because i i didn't have a ton of confidence in our rotation going into the season but the, these guys are good these guys are really good, and they're giving us a chance to go out and win games. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the the Braves can't quite get it done. Like that second game of the doubleheader in New York when uh, <laughs> when uh, Braves only allow one run uh, but can't score any. Yeah. Like, you just you, you got to do better than that. And, uh, I mean, we've beefed up the the lineup a little bit, which is really nice to see. Um, I think there are going to be a few more relatively minor tweaks here and there uh, between now and when the divisions decided uh, to the lineup. But um, I like the way it looks today a whole hell of a lot better than I like the way it looked last week. Yeah, um, a, uh, a certain catcher that uh, for a quick minute I forgot was actually on our team should be coming back here soon. We've got yeah, we've got Travis Darnold who started his uh, his his rehab assignment in Gwinnett. Um, we've got uh, Ian Anderson who's who should be back pretty soon. Who else? Someone else just started their rehab assignment. I'm Waskar. Mm. Waskar Inoa just started yeah. his rehab assignment. So <laughs> I mean, that's enough pitching. To where we can fix our bullpen problems, right? Right, I honestly and honestly believe, it, and it's starting to sound like that. Um, Mentor is like has it figured out in Gwinnett. I don't think he's allowed a run yet through like five or six appearances down in he Gwinnett. Is not. He's yeah. He's he's essentially been serving as Gwinnett's closer, and he's five for five in save opportunities since he got there, uh, yeah. with a zero ERA. I, and I, I truly think that he just needed some time down to, like, clear his head. Because um, I, th- I think AJ can still be really good for us. Um, he, he's always had the stuff. Like, yeah. there, there was never a question about his stuff. It was just his, his command was really was getting really spotty. Um, yeah. And he just couldn't make that big pitch when he needed to. He was right. walking guys. Like, it, it was it was getting ugly. But now, you know, now you're taking a guy who now some nights is, you know, possibly just going to be like your sixth inning reliever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds or, you know, the following night, the sixth inning 
you know, the later part of the sixth inning or even the seventh inning might belong to Luke or it might belong to Martin. Like there's yeah. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, Cam. Okay. Uh, so we've got Ian Anderson, Tukey Toussaint, uh, 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 Charlie Morton, Drew Smiley, Max Freed, Waskari Noah, um, and uh, and Kyle Muller. Okay. Um, once everybody's healthy and good to go, who's moving to the bullpen? Oh, and Tucker Davidson, of course. How could I forget friend of the show, Tucker Davidson? He's yeah, going to be coming back at some point this season. And you've also well. got Kyle Wright, who's like tearing it up in Gwinnett right now, too. <laughs> like, who I feel like might deserve another chance. If 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 you can't make a good bullpen uh, out of that list <laughs> I just gave you, um, you probably don't need to be working in baseball. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people throwing around Enoa going to the bullpen, which could be interesting as hard as he throws. But... Yeah. I mean, uh, he's he's got. I I don't know. It's do do you do you do that to him? Because he's he's clearly been working hard to develop. Uh, a, a pretty wide array of pitches and, right. and work on his pitch mix. If you put him in the bullpen, uh, I, I assume you're going to strip that down to probably two or three pitches. I mean, Tucker, Tucker could be interesting out of the bullpen. Tucker could definitely be interesting out of the bullpen. I, I um, actually, now that I think about it, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. And, and, Hey, if you go back to uh, to when Tucker was on our show, we we talked to him actually about that specifically, and uh, and, and he he wouldn't you know as as any good prospect should he shied away from saying you know unequivocally I would I would like to be a starter or I would like to be a a, a setup guy or a closer, um, but he. He sounded pretty excited about the notion of being a, a a major league closer at some point in his career. Right. Yeah. I mean, we we have a plethora of options for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I I've said before on the show, and I'll say it again. I love the idea of having a fireballer coming out of the bullpen, uh, and and you know you know it might be that guy. He might be. He just might be. All right, guys. So before we sign off, we did get a voicemail over the last two weeks uh, that that I need to I need to play here for you guys. Uh, and uh, just a reminder, if you ever have a uh, a question or a comment that you want to send in to us, uh, feel free to do so at any time. We always have an open voicemail line that you can reach at six seven eight. Two four two nine four zero eight. So here is old friend of the show, Mr. Joe Seppi. Hey guys, it's, uh, it's me, Joe. Just doing a little driving out here, somewhere between Fargo, North Dakota, and hell. <laughs> and uh, I went ahead and uploaded the old Chatting Average podcast. See what's going on with the fellas. Latest episodes. Also, this a uh, voicemail with the three-minute thing. Get out of my face with that. All right? I'll talk as long as I want to. Leave it in God's hands after that. <laughs> anyways, back to the matter at hand. Episode 57. Just started listening to it. And 18 seconds in, you guys are talking about books. I mean, who is your target audience? Huh? Bunch of nerds? It ain't me. I don't even know how to read. So you guys might want to clean it up a little bit. Get back to the meat and potatoes of what made you guys great. Which I don't know what that is. <laughs> Neither do we! So what was the last episode I called in, huh? 20-something? Honestly, I can't believe you guys are still going. I mean, I like you and everything. You guys are hilarious. Make me laugh. But, uh, yeah, this podcast is just terrible. Who cares about the Braves, anyway? All right? <laughs> Yeah, it's been three minutes yet? I can keep going. This flying J in Mandon is 60 minutes away. And here's the good thing about that flying J. It better have chicken strips. And if it doesn't, I will be just very free. <laughs> I've been on the hunt for these chicken strips since I got back on the road, fellas, a week ago. Okay? And they've been eluding me. I didn't know chickens 
especially those that have been dead and breaded, are that elusive. <laughs> Maybe this is more of a critique about my hunter gathering skills and what have you. But guess what? I will not quit. I will not give up. I watched Independence Day. Remember that president, the fake president guy got up there and was like, we will not go quietly into the night. Well, guess what? I will go quietly tonight because when you pull into a truck stop at, at night, you want to be as quiet as possible because these fellas are out here driving their rear ends off, all right? And you have got to be quiet and respect their personal time and space. And with that, gentlemen, I bid you good day. Good luck on this podcast adventure you're on. Can't believe people listen to this stuff. That's fine. I'm going to keep listening. Better guys better stop talking about books because uh, you're going to lose me. That's for sure. All right. I'll keep you abreast of the situation about the old chicken strips. <laughs> well, if we didn't lose him from talking about books, we certainly lost him last week when we didn't have an episode. Absolutely. We lost everybody last week. Um, first, <laughs> we got, first, we even got a nasty text from Jeff Donahue. Uh, we did. <laughs> we deserved it. Um, the did. first thing I'll say in response to Joe is that, um, Joe, uh, I, I want better for you than Flying J. Okay. I don't Treat even know what Flying J is. It, it's a truck stop. Okay. Um, makes sense. Find you a loves. If, if if that means you have to drive a couple extra hours down the road, then you have to drive a couple extra hours down the road. Loves is the cream of the crop when it comes to truck stops. I, I'm an avid road tripper myself, so I know these truck stops very well. And if there's no, if there's not a Bucky's anywhere near you, then you got to go to Loves. That's just you. the way it is. I got you. And, See, and I'm, I'm I'm more of a more of a kangaroo kind of guy, but you know. Ooh. We don't, we don't have kangaroos out here. Or, or Circle K, as it's known now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He, familiar, he used to be, used to be kangaroo. Yeah, used to be kangaroo, but I digress. But, you know, if you're if you're consciously making the decision to choose Flying J over Loves, maybe you don't deserve chicken strips, Joe. Those must be some darn good chicken strips. Dude, it's it's late here on a Sunday night, and chicken strips actually sound pretty killer. I would smash some chicken strips right now. Oh, I would too, and then instantly regret it as soon as I woke up in the morning. I kind of want to Google where the mirror's flying Jay is, so I can go pick up some of these, some of these chicken strips. <laughs> okay, that... <laughs> oh man, that that would be that would be tremendous content. If for, for the no show. other reason than so I could send Joe a picture of the chicken strips. I like it. I like this idea. Joe, um, please call back in for next week though, because we've got to have an update. Like, yeah, I need to know if you found the chicken strips, man. You're in. You were in the middle of Nebraska. I know. Well, this was probably a week ago. I think I saw you're in New Hampshire or something today. Um, Holy cow! I, I don't. I don't know much about New England. Um, do they have? Uh, do they have chicken up there? Uh, I don't I know. Got lo- I got lobster. So <laughs> <laughs> let's start. Don't start. <laughs> not, I'm not going to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what? I mean, what are you talking about, Alex? I don't understand. And and Joe, uh, don't think it's lost on me uh, that little joke at the end where you're going to keep us abreast of the chicken strip situation. Jesus, that's good stuff. That is that is that is high quality content from a is true it, professional. Is it though? It is. Absolutely is. So, Joe, give us a call back. Let us know where you're at, what's going on with you, with with your journeys, because uh, this seems like a pretty extensive trip you're on relative to other ones, uh, other ones you've taken us for the ride for. Hey, hey, Joe, uh, hook a right and come on down to North Carolina. Let's hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's come party. come see your boy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go see a Durham Bulls game like I've told you for two years. Now we got to go do <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Chatting Average Podcast. For Mr. Cam Matthews, my name's Alex. We'll see you all next week for another brand new episode. Bye! 
With that, we've reached the end of the show. If you want to connect with the show, you can contact us via text or voicemail at 678-242-9408 or on Twitter at Average Chatting. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash chatting average. We'll see you all next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast.